possible that we have cars literally melted into the ground? I know how they're going to attack. Think of a microwave. Frequencies. If you put a metal fork in there, it sparks and explodes. But if you put broccoli in there, it heats it up. The difference is the material it's made of. You cannot put metals in a microwave. High frequency device. Now let's talk about this direct energy weapon. That's a high frequency device. Melting all the metals, leaving trees behind. Hmm. Sounds like they're using microwave technology and it's affecting metals. Well, imagine if you had a bunch of metals in your body. Heavy metals, like barium, aluminum. You know, the stuff they spray in the air or the stuff they put in water, even in food. The you know what. Long story short, we need to eliminate metals in our body. Imagine if they turn that up higher, level two. The more metals you have in your body, the higher the chances of you exploding, melting like those cars, catching on fire, sparking like the fork in the microwave. You need to detox from heavy metals right now. I made another video on this recently about a movie I watched. They use frequencies to disintegrate people. This isn't a movie, folks. We're test subjects. I saw a video about the people in Hawaii that were jumping in the ocean because their skin was burning. It wasn't burning because of the fire. It was from the frequencies coming from whatever it is they hit it with. They were cooking. Water in their body was cooking. And if they had a lot of metal in there, or if the frequency cooking. was higher, people yeah, would remember, be just like those cars, cooking, disintegrated. Yeah. Far-fetched? Not anymore. I use frequencies to detox. I use mineral salt. Are you ashamed of your military yet? Onions on the bottom of your foot. Rebounding on a trampoline. Stop eating crap. How is it possible that we have cars literally melted into the ground? I know how they're going to attack. Okay, so... So, you know, uh, uh, let's just say that, um, you know, greetings in the name of the Most High. Let's just say that basically, you know, it's so funny that um, we've been predicting for a long time about the Kings of Terror and, of course, the, you know, the governments of the world and, and, uh, I have a picture on, on the cover of this Zeph report of uh, Larry Fink. I just want you to get familiar with his face because he is uh, controls more money than, than anyone on the planet. And the military takes orders from the billionaires, as we know. So he would be at the head of that. And then the military is for sale and obviously completely corrupted, you know, with the likes of, uh, you know, just look at the Joint Chiefs, like <laughs> Lloyd Austin, you know. You don't think he would go ahead and, you know, torch the Hawaiians? Oh, take great pleasure in it, of course. So, you know, so we have, I guess, you know, I mean, the, the frustrating thing for me is just like COVID, okay, so we got the new COVID rolling out. We were um, on top of it from day one. I was on top of 9-11 from day one. On top of all the things that, you know, Waco was right in my face, you know, going back to Waco, and, and there it was, Delta Force gunning down children. Is there any question here? How is it the people here are so lame? How is that? Because... That, you know, when I, when, and we point out that these people are your enemy, the real enemy are your neighbors. The real enemy are the people that, you know, go wear the mask or, you know, take the shot and do everything on cue, on command. This is your enemy because they make it possible for them to kill you. Always remember that. 
you go into a doctor appointment, they insist you wear a mask, you're going to have a moral decision there. You're either, either going to try to force it and then throw out and then not get your treatment. I've got this very dilemma coming up. Well, they haven't required it yet, but they're going to. By the time uh, September rolls around, it'll be required in every hospital in the country because they're lame pieces of shit, okay? They're pieces of shit. Because the hospital staff... You know, when I was in there, I could detect, they know, but they're running a coven. Basically, the, the, you know, like surgeries are really, in a sense, rituals to Satan. Deaths that go on, sometimes prematurely, are just an excuse for organ harvesting. And this is going on all over the place, you know. It's, it's just amazing to see, but uh, does not surprise me in the least, and I don't lose sleep over it. And just keep my eyes on the most high. Last night I had some chatter coming into my head. And I took it seriously, the talk yesterday. And, and so I had this chatter coming into my head, starting to think about what this one said or that one said. or the, No, pushed it out and focused on the Lord. And I drew some, I got some comfort out of it. I need to be, even be faster, stronger. I don't want it to come in in the first place. Kind of like when you're resisting sin. You know, if you're resisting lust, you know, you turn your eyes away from the, the pornographic images, right? You just you automatically, I don't want that. Get out. Why? No, not because I'm a prude or whatever. You, whatever you think, you stupid moron. It's because I don't want to make an offense against the Lord because I fear the Lord. I fear the one who can destroy my soul, not the one who can destroy my body. And plus, you know, having your gonads be out of control and not be able to control that and have that be your brain. That's why you're a moron. There's a lot better things for you to do. If you're not going to procreate, there's no point. You might as well just cut them off. I'm sorry. That's, that's cruel, mean. I don't want to be mean, but see, what I'm doing there is I'm pushing it out. Right? Push it out, 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 out. And stay out. This is a war. And they see, if they can get inside and worm, worm their way inside your head, then uh, they can kick you all over the field. You, could, you, know, you start to doubt. You start to focus. You start to get distracted. And, and, and you know, then you lose the battle. And that's it. So anyway, back to the microwave. The planes, you know, the, the technology comes from New Mexico, you know, from Sandia Labs, Los Alamos, and elsewhere, the big laser program, and they've been working on it for decades. The planes are all fitted with that. The conventional uh, war is not even necessary, but they don't want you all to know, you know. So, But the plane that could cause this is fitted with a, uh, you know, this sort of, you know, uh, direct energy gun in the front. And it's so powerful, it can take out a target, can melt a target, you know, 60 miles away. Okay, so you wouldn't even see these planes around Maui. You know what I mean? They would be out of sight. And uh, the only people that have this technology that can do what, hap- what was done in Maui, it's hard for me to believe that people don't understand. Why don't they understand? It melts metal to the ground, and the tree is still standing. Now that's a child five years old understand. What the hell is the matter with them? 
Then, uh, on Facebook, I've, I've seen no less than 15 ads for T-shirts for Maui Strong, for Lahaina Strong. Now, these people don't live in Maui. They're just grifters. And besides that, it's the same company coming up with like 15 different names to market their T-shirts off the tragedy, then saying they're going to be donating to Maui. Now, they're not donating to anyone but themselves. Don't buy those T-shirts. It's, it's, it's evil. Unless you want to just give money to grifters, then fine, buy all you want. I'm not going to tell you what to do here. Just kind of tell you what my experience is. So we've proven that it's uh, it's you know advanced technology. It's it's old. Actually, the the weapons that hit Maui are, are old technology. You know, it's not the uh, the latest. Um, there'd be no people left. So they burn it down. They firebombed it like Dresden, and that's your, that's the Maui government, state government, federal government, U.S. military, all branches, consciously involved, not compartmentalized. They all knew what they were doing. And as it goes in Lahaina, you know, they're going to be rolling out near a theater or drive-in near you. You know what I mean? This is going to be rolled out. Um... As it as they tried it in the Pacific Northwest, and you saw what happened there. Same thing, uh, cars melted to the into the ground. Trees right next to the car, standing perfectly, no problem. Okay, that is a microwave. Okay, and it cooks. When you have a strong enough one, it can cook anything. You know, can cook whole towns, buildings. Uh, you know all the cars, whatever it does. It, it, it's 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 an easy task, simpleton task, to uh, fire at uh, a town, and uh, you know especially when you have the right uh, wind conditions blowing offshore, which is unusual in Lahaina, and then um, and then of course taking it out to sea, and the people jumping in the ocean. I think this woman here made a good point that they're jumping in the ocean. Because of the fact that uh, they have heavy, heavy, you know, heavy metals. Remember when people would just stick, they would stick, you know, they get a jab, then they could stick silverware against their bodies and would stick because of the, of, of the, of the metals and the magnetism. So just imagine if, if, okay, so any, okay, in your microwave oven, you put a fork in there, what's going to happen? It's going to spark and blow it up. Okay? So if that's in your body... And they aim that at you. You're gonna. What's going to happen to you? You take the jab. You have. You're filled with heavy metals. Okay. Then they're going to basically melt you where you stand. And that will be your government, military, and people you pay taxes to will kill you and your family and everyone you know. So one day it just comes. That's why I'm telling people to be ready to die. As, you know, the only one that can fight this is Yahweh. <laughs> That's it. If Jesus doesn't show up, it ain't happening. You know what I mean? It takes that kind of... And how cruel for the these billionaires posing. I, I just can't... How about the celebtards? Is there any other word that you have for Hollywood idiots? What's wrong with them? Why are they so fucking dumb? 
And, I, you know, I'll tell you, I was reading about R.J. Wagner. Remember Robert Wagner and the whole Natalie Wood fiasco? It helps to go back. My, my R.J. was a friend of, uh, my father was a friend of R.J., you know, and, and this is the culture they ran around, you know, in Beverly Hills. You know, li- you know they lived in Beverly Hills. Uh, R.J. slept with just all the, the, the hot actresses, you know, and Natalie was heartbroken every time, you know, so there's a, a horrible relationship. But it just was emblematic of the culture that I, you know, that I came from. I was thinking back, I was thinking about my parents being swingers, you know, and there's no, 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 no secret about that. That's, you know, uh, my father being a married playboy, it, with my mother's full consent, you know, I mean that, and then, and then I was just thinking how RJ was the darling, you know, and he, because he, not only was he extremely handsome, but he could drive a golf ball. And here I go with a golf ball again, with the golf again, he could drive a golf ball. I don't know how many yards, but more than anyone else. And he proved that at the Bel Air country club, uh, to the older men, one of which was my grandfather. Another one was Howard Hughes who happened to, you know, land his plane on the golf course. And, um, you know, one day, that's another story. But, you know, so he was like the, the kid. You know, he was the kid. R.J. was the kid, you know, and the, the old men, you know, grandpa's age, were, uh, you know, the ones, you know, shaping L.A. And Hollywood, the actors at that time had to be, you know, under contract with, say, either Universal or Fox or... 20th Century Fox or any of these Paramount, whatever, they'd be under contract and under management by guys like Lou Wasserman, who also was a guy that uh, handled Reagan. Does any of this sound familiar? (laughs) Well, because these guys, including actors, made the military-industrial complex. And it was made out in Southern California, where, you know, you have all these experiments. You have the Palm Desert, and, you know, Eisenhower, you've got uh, Edwards Air Force Base, you've got the, uh, the Ant Hill at Northrop, you know, underground bases, you've got, not too far, you've got the Tonopah Test Range in Nevada right next door, you've got all this stuff going on in the desert, but the whole thing is weapons of war. Now, the lasers were developed here at Sandia, Los Alamos, and in Maryland, you know, and uh, they... Um, like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, what you see used today, they had that then. What they have today is, it, 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 you know, it, you know, would melt the, you know, would melt the, they can melt, you know, a whole, uh, you know, a lot bigger than Lahaina. So that's, um, that, there's no need actually for nuclear weapons either. You know, they can reach the objective with, uh, lasers are much more efficient and, um, and, you know, our beam weapons are much more efficient and can easily, uh, we have the capability of thwarting all the Ukraine, Russia, France, America, whatever, with, with a few shots it, it, without even breaking a sweat. I hope I don't get in trouble for saying that, but I don't, I don't think I've said anything that other people haven't. Well, let's just call it speculation. I don't know nothing. And uh, so, so that's concealed from the public, so that when they, you know, so when the when the military firebombs Lahaina, 
uh, with the uh, ex- express approval of Josh Green, the the the, the uh, and the mayor, and Green, the uh, governor, and the mayor. Um, they figured the people are just too dumb to realize what happened to them. So they'll just sell their land so that the Oprah Winfrey's and the Jeff Bezos's and the Mark Zuckerberg's move in and make Maui a playground for their friends, you know, make it another, like a Silicon Valley, but, but, uh, you know, slave class and, uh, you know, elites. And they've always had their eye on Hawaii, you know. Zuckerberg's got a huge complex over in uh, Kauai. But, you know, Maui's kind of where everybody congregates. So that's where you have, you know, the uh, Bezos. You've got, uh, you've got uh, a real, real gem of a guy, uh, Larry Ellison. <laughs> I met the whole Oracle staff over at uh, the Grand Wailea one summer. They were just uh, the most disgusting human beings that I'd really, I was just amazed how shallow, stupid, mean, glib, um, and just so materialistic. I mean, they're all trading stocks around the pool and, you know, um, insulting people and lusting after girls that look nice in bikinis and just, just, you know, just crass, ugly Americans, you know, just... Ugly, throwing their weight around like they're something because they work for, because they're slaves of Larry Ellison. Completely disgusting. You know, it, it, acting as if, because you haven't arrived if you're at the Grand Wailea. You've arrived if you're, you're, if you're in a, uh, you know, a $40 million mansion <laughs> on your own mountain in Maui. You know what I mean? Then, then you can have, then you can act like a jerk, right? <laughs> But in a hotel like that, you know, throwing your weight around like you're, you're something, it's just, it, it, I don't know, maybe it's just me. This is what I observe. This is probably why I was in, I'm involved in writing social satire and writing criticism of our society to an extreme, because I'm really trying to figure it out, how people either get compartmentalized where they, they just don't want to see it so they don't see it. Is there anybody that would... Take be honest about the evidence so far in Lahaina and come up with a conclusion that it was just like, say, it's just a natural disaster. Is there anybody that could say that? I mean, honest, I mean, being honest, you know, deep down, they, they could say one thing, but deep down, they think it's another, right? They know what it is, but they don't want to get in trouble or lose their social position. So they just go along to get along, right? That's it. Or are they just stupid? And is it true that the, the higher you go up the ladder, the more dumb you get? Which is why the maids took all the hills. Right? All the, uh, the Mexican maids with the Santeria, they run, you know, the kids and they run the, the husband and they run the wife. They run, you know, that's why it's just one big orgy. You know, because they get, uh, they get everybody to sin and everybody under blackmail and then they have to do what the maid says. Even though she's a low, <laughs> no, it's true. I, it's it's I, I, it's it's amazingly true. <laughs> it's it's um, how do they get into bondage and slavery to the maids? Because they encourage them to uh, to be sexualized, to be sexual. I mean, the, you know, I mean, to be loose, and then that leads to blackmail. 
It's not, not that. Is that hard to figure out? If you go to Beverly Hills, you, if you get to know anybody there, you get in their household, you'll see. You know, um, everything from, um, you know, the maid's daughter in the back room to uh, just, just to any kind of combo anywhere. Whispering into the one spouse's ear, whispering into the other, trying to get each one to cheat, controlling the kids. You know, and and then and then is there a money motive? Well, in the end, probably there's a money motive. Um, there's there's a there's one one kind of group of people that take whatever money whatever winnings they have and it's back to Mexico and building, building big houses. And then there's others that are just drunk on power. They get off on controlling, you know, Hollywood executives and big politicians and, you know, really rich people. And in a place like Beverly Hills, they've knocked down all the traditional, all the old mansions are knocked down. They build them now three times bigger Price tags beginning at like you know twenty five million and up, and believe it or not, it's it's they're waiting. There's a waiting list. You know that's how many, you know, ultra high millionaires there are. It's amazing. So you know if the lowly don't take charge of their employers, then they get treated like slaves. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. I digress. I just it's just one of these observations that I've made that no one else has made that, um, that, that uh, I've, I've seen up close and personal. I've seen people be under a spell. I guess this is where I'm going with this. People are under a spell. And they're under a spell in America. And they just can't wake up from that spell. And they just see it the way that they want you to see it. And they just never wake up. They just never wake up until they get killed. And they still don't wake up. And um, like I said, it's a great pleasure for the uh, for satanic people to to be able to under the color of saving the planet, right? So it's under the color. It's actually legal for them to just kill everyone on the planet in in some kind of like you know emergency situation where we have to kill the people to save the earth. The earth is more important than people. So you know, there's there's that justification, but it has to be top secret, or the people would rebel. But don't you think by now they know that you know these are directed energy weapons or microwaves, and there are lasers and microwaves, and 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 then very advanced, you know, bigger, you know, they can melt buildings and they can melt cars, and then trees are perfectly, you know, don't people understand that? I would think they would have learned that from the Pacific Northwest, wouldn't you? When all that hit there. It was obvious, you know, to me, and, you know, we all reported accurately, 100% accurate on exactly what it was and who did it. But there's no reaction, you know. If your government murders you, there's no, there's nobody bats an eye. That's an interesting thing to understand. Does it, you know, that should make the average person that doesn't know the Lord be very, feel helpless and then people that keep their mouths shut, they're, I, I've, I've always said, they're on the chopping block too. They'll be the first to go. 
Then I hear about Lionsgate, you know, in, in uh, Santa Monica, requiring N95 masks suddenly. Now, now I, I agree that, you know, that they're going to launch viruses and, and, you know, flus and, you know, better have your ivermectin, your hydroxychloroquine, your, you know, uh, antibiotics, your um, steroid inhalers. Yeah, because it's going to go right to the lungs. I understand. And the deaths in the hospitals, you know, and the, and the organ harvesting and all that. So, okay. So, do you know everything? I know everything. My friends know everything. I'm assuming you all who are listening know everything. The truth... See, here's how we, you can look back and prove that of the accuracy of the Zeph report, along with, you know, InfoWars is accurate and so many others. You can, you can judge that based on history, what we've learned. And so everything that we said about COVID, the first, when we first started reporting on it, uh, was speculation, and then it's turned out to be proven true. And why, how did I know that? Well, some of it was intuition, but most of it was simple logic, because, I mean, I, I never really got over 9-11, which was, you know, done by your, your, you know, or Waco or any of these other things. You know, the Bay of Pigs or the Kennedy assassination. We can go on and on with it all. So I just figured they, you know, and we just escalate. The government is at war with the American people. The U.S. government is at complete war with the American people and hoping the people stay under a spell because a lot of this is witchcraft and sorcery that puts people into a spell. Some of it coming from frequencies, some of it coming from rituals that people do behind closed doors that you don't see. Um, for example, Ukraine seems to be kind of a ritual for control. And then the people go under the spell, and then they don't recover until they're six feet under. <laughs> so in other words, they don't recover. Those of us reporting on COVID, the first time around, where we called it a bioweapon, and we called warp speed a bioweapon, and, um, you know, everything we said as when you look at the amount of deaths and the deaths, and, and I even reported that there, there'd be a whole bunch of deaths three years out, three years out, I said. Then all of a sudden, here we are three years out, and there's just people dropping all over the place. That, and they go, hey, they didn't die. You're wrong, Zeph. No, three years out. And then others would be, could be even nine years out based on lab studies of, of mice. You could have 10 to 15 years cut off your life, and that would be acceptable. Or you could have that three years out and you know, die from some other cause, you know. And then some, a small percentage, would just die right away, you know, uh, you know myocarditis or something right away. So that's the... Um, You know, it's really weird because I never had to try with any of this information. I never had to, um, I never had to, uh, 
I never had to dig for it. I never had to, um, I, you know, I, and I know a lot of you are the same, same boat. I didn't have to do anything. It was just as easy as, I mean, it was, it was, you know, a simpleton could get it, right? A retard could get it. And so I'm, you know, a child six years old could get it. And so I, I do wonder how, how it's possible to, 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 I don't understand how it's possible. I don't understand how somebody could say, I mean, you know, it's uh, COVID. You better put the mask on. You better take the jab. I've had, you better do what you're told, you know, and live or whatever, you know, all that kind of stuff. Where, where, how do people, how, I don't understand. But then again, I'm a kind of person that can't be hypnotized because of probably because of past traumas, right? Makes me, you know, unable to um, go under someone's spell because hypnosis is like putting a spell on you, right? So I don't think I can go under someone's spell because I don't trust them. I don't trust anyone. The things like that. You know, if someone wants to hypnotize you, I was like, well, why would you want to do that? I don't trust you. So, yeah, and I don't get it. But I can say this, that the people that are in that situation deserve what they're going to get. Hate to put it that way, but it's their fault. So, I mean, I feel completely vindicated. I'm, you know, I'm not that interested anymore in Maui because Maui is going to be repeated along with the COVID and the hysteria and climate, you know, between climate and COVID, they figure they'll get a lockdown somehow, which is what they're going for. Lockdown, then fish in a barrel, Tom. Lockdown, then fires. <laughs> you lock down, you can't move. You know, in other words, try to think of the most heinous, evil, disgusting, you know, fuck you all thing you could do. And that would just be to lock people down, then burn them out of their houses. Don't think that's, I think that's what happened in Maui. And I would put that Josh Green guy in jail immediately, you know, and just, and just, you know, right for all the atrocities that happened that he could have prevented and that the mayor could have prevented and that law enforcement could have prevented. I just round them all up. And if you did that, I guarantee they would cave and they would start admitting it. They would start confessing. And that's what we need. We need mass confessions. Because, and, they, when, and when will they confess? Okay, like let's say the lawyers that were there against Trump. Well, the strategy now is, is to harass these lawyers. In other words, to get them under indictment, to get them under subpoena, and just start divide and conquer, you know, just start dividing them up and just start talking about, you know, life sentence in prison, those kind of things. And these lawyers are going to cave. I think that's what Cash Patel was talking about. These lawyers are just going to cave because, you know, they understand the crimes they've committed. And, you know, they would be not just disbarred, but, you know, just their life would be over, basically. 
Yeah, Ben's is, you know, going at it again, so. So, okay. So the survival rate of us is dependent on people not doing what they're doing. On people not complying. And here in New Mexico, they're just waiting. They can't wait to be locked down. And that's their favorite thing. They want to be locked down and uh, because they know it will hurt freedom-loving people. And since they hate freedom and they hate people and they hate themselves, the, you know, the, the leftward people will want it all locked down because it's, it's, the reason they can stand it is because the other guy is bothered. And then there was another gal that was talking about killing all the white people because the percentage of, of English or Scottish heritage people or European uh, certain European lineages refused to get the shot, so they, they proposed just kill them, just kill them all. That way everyone will get the shot. Who are these people that are promoting the shot? Okay, People who should never have been allowed to exist. But here they are, because they're demons. They're not people anymore. They were people, but now they're demons. Once you lose the soul, the soul is gone. Okay? That's it. So when you lose your soul, then you're a vessel that can be occupied. So that's when I say you become a demon, because you're occupied by a demon. You're still a body, but you become a demon because more and more, that's, that's how you react. Look at the kind of anger they have toward people. They want to just kill white people just because they want... A lot of these people are white themselves uh, just because they want to. It's They've got no discernment, no mind left. It's like Hollywood celebtards. They have no mind. They're all stupid. And I'd say the ones who are not stupid have to hide in the cracks and crevices. They can't be too visible. or you know, It's literally dangerous now. There's you know literally... These people are so unhinged that anything, they see anything different. than They're very militaristic in their consciousness. Anything that's different than what they believe, they want to kill. It's not attack anymore. It's not verbal attack. It's not spitting on someone. It's literally kill them. And that's not a human being. So they've lost that which makes them human. Anybody that would take their kids... And, and do genital mutilation on them to conform to the new standard of boys to girls and girls to boys or whatever. It, right there should be thrown in jail for atrocities against humanity. So that would, that would eliminate, you know, a lot of these people from... There, there, you would have no actors left, except the ones who, who are not famous, who are still d- decent people. But, you know, when, when people are making that much money, they, the, the people that run the show, they feel they own you. They, they own you. It's like, you know, looking back and reading this history of RJ, you know, Wagner. Um, and remembering the stories about him, how he came onto the scene as a young man and everyone was so impressed with him. And, uh, you know, and, and just, and just um, boosted up the ladder, mansion in Beverly Hills, all the rest of it. Uh, swinger guy, you know, troubled marriage with Natalie Wood. And, um, you know, suspected foul play on this boat. 
uh, I think it was like a 50 foot, you know, kind of a, a semi yacht. I mean, it might have been a trawler. I'm not really even sure. But um, it was not a huge boat. Uh, definitely they had a cap. They all, all they had crew wise was one captain, and that was it. But, but there's just something about his lifestyle, his, the history of him and the women that he bedded. And then he was found, you know, rumored to be found in bed with some man by, I don't know, either by his wife or somebody. So it was just anything goes, you know what I mean? The typical, um, you know, the, the way that I experienced it in Beverly Hills, they were there, everyone was into that. But the other thing they were into, which nobody talks about, is, you know, the human trafficking. Children. And so that never gets talked about, you know, and Satanism and satanic ritual abuse and sat- and witchcraft and sorcery and all that is going on big time, you know. In fact, running the whole city. Everything, everywhere, all the time. The guy at the 7-Eleven, the guy in the gas station, the, the maitre d' at the, uh, you, you know, at, at the, the, the concierge at the hotel, the maitre d'. Um, you know, uh, the maids, the executives, the, uh, the entrepreneurs, all feeding at the trough of the beast, all connected, but all enslaved. Nobody can leave. Everybody is stuck there, just like Hotel California, with a good tie-in to the military-industrial complex that actually runs the whole show. And what's the military-industrial complex? It's just basically arms and legs of Satan. It's the beast. The military-industrial complex includes the citizenry. That's what people don't understand. The citizenry are commodities, right, to be exploited by the beast. And um, people ask me, now, so where are we, Zeph? Where are we in this uh, scenario? And a lot of people are saying we're in the book of Revelation, you know, that this is it. And, and you know, so that 2028 year is going to be a, a pretty propitious year. That may be the the year of the fall of Babylon. Ow! Ow! My back. Hey, hey, get over here. Get out of here. That's my back. Okay, folks, got to go. I mean, I got injured. Okay. Sorry, but I just got... My back is, I, I have to use a cane to get around because my back is, feels like somebody cut me in half. We're going to see the chiropractor this morning. I know that, but uh, that, can't, that can't be anymore. Come on. I mean, he doesn't understand because he's, a, you know, he doesn't know, I guess, about my back. I could really do some stuff if I didn't. Oh, where was my back injured? In the hospital. It it was injured in the hospital. Uh, there's no other reason that I can't, you know, walk normally. Um, it's it's the hospital that did it. And now I'm paying for the chiropractor to try to undo what they did. No, I, it's amazing how corrupt it is in there. It's, 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 it's not only... These people are just whores for the pharmaceutical companies. All they want to do... Listen, they gave me several diagnoses that all turned out to be false. Can you imagine if I followed those? I'd probably be dead. 
Misdiagnosing is the biggest cause of death in the United States, killing hundreds of thousands of people every year. Misdiagnosis, that's the, or maybe not overall deaths, but in hospital. So, thank God, because if I was under, you know, a really heavy mind control, uh, doctor, what should I do? You should take this drug and this drug. Oh, we have to get metformin for you because you're a diabetic. And then, well, uh, all of a sudden, my my um, glucose uh, level is uh, has fallen down to the fifties. Oh, don't take that drug; it might kill you. Well, thanks. Um, you know, a good thing that I took my own glucose because. Uh, level because had you guys uh, you know were doing it the whole time I guess you couldn't read act it was, it was just so much more important for you to put me on a drug that you said I have to be on for life and that's the whole point of going there you know once they if you if you manage to get out of there alive so you know I just hope I don't have to. Uh, return there. And I'm having second thoughts about um, specialists as well. I'm almost to the point where I'm just going to have to go totally holistic. And no, I mean, I'm, it's not, they're not singling me out, but everybody gets the same treatment. We, Trish was in there and visiting me and, you know, and she's in the elevator and there's this uh, gal, her husband's dead and he's in a wheelchair being wheeled out to the car. He was on a, I'm sorry, he was on a gurney, okay. And, um, you know, it's just like, uh, that's just so emblematic and so so typical of, of that situation. And nobody cares, you know what I mean? They told me right off the bat, you know, do, do you want us to resuscitate you? Which, And they were just stone cold sober about it, you know what I mean? It wasn't like, oh, I'm sorry you're suffering, you know. <laughs> it's, um, you know, they, they could care less. Seriously, but you, you know, and it's the same in LA. It's the same in San Francisco. It's the same all over the world. So I mean, don't think you're going to get any good treatment anywhere. You're not. You know, you you you. They can save your life, but then then they can kill you. On the other hand, too. Well, putting someone on the wrong medication, you know, like if you get if you get put on diabetic medication or you know you know blood sugar medication that will. Uh, you know, that keeps your blood sugar down and then you have a problem with it going too far down, it could push it down into a, you know, to death level. It could, it could kill you that way. I actually had them withdraw the, the prescription, which never happens, but only because I was vigilant, only because I took my own, um, you know, glucose blood test. Because had I not done that, you know, I'd be, you know, shooting myself up with insulin whenever I ate something. Oh, I'm up at 126. I better, in, in, you know, inject insulin. And that, that alone would, would destroy the pancreas. It, I mean, and it, you can't make this shit up. You cannot make this stuff up. If, if you're in Santa Fe and you get ill, try to go to Texas. They're a little bit better there. You know, although they, they don't care. They still don't care. <laughs> How did they get so cynical? I think the whole COVID exercise made them all that cynical. But anyway, so the point is about these directed energy weapons being used in the Pacific Northwest and then, of course, being used very successfully by Oprah Winfrey and her band of uh, billionaires. Um, 
I like to say that because it's people think the entertainers are not part of it. They know exactly what's going on. You know, you don't think Zuckerberg knows what's going on. You don't think Bezos knows what's going on. You don't think the movers and shakers, you know, Tim Cook and these kind of guys don't know what's going on. He uses slave labor and, you know, basically labor that, that, you know, where they have nets outside because they have to stop the suicides. And that's the labor that he uses to make your phone. Okay, your phone is filthy. He's filthy. Disgusting. And no, it's not because he's gay. (laughs) It's the best gift God ever gave me. What a moron. I just can't believe that uh, people... I guess the biggest hell in the world is being put into a world where people have sub-IQ intelligence and are extremely gullible and, and, I guess, controllable and childlike. So we don't really have any adults. You know, adults, you know, people that believe in you know, just common sense and hard work, you know, uh, being honest, honest dealings, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> it's all racist, right? So it's, um, it, it's hard not to be cynical, but, you know, so here's some what I've done. I pushed out some of these, um, you know, some of these uh, ghouls and demons last night because the people that I kind of worry about are people that have incidents and things that have happened and things like that are based, I realize how much fear-based consciousness that I tend to engage in. You know, I mean, if this was two or three years ago, I would hate to, um, you know, if this was two or three years ago, I would uh, probably be scared to death once I understood, you know, the COVID, then the, then the, then the energy weapons and the burning people alive because they've got metal in their system. So if you put, a, if you put the microwave on them, uh, you can blow them up. It's just a horrifying, scary thought. Watching people when they took the jab and then they could stick, you know, silverware onto them, it would, it would stick. Well, that means if you aimed a microwave at them, they wouldn't cook. They'd explode. They, they, they would explode into fire. You know, the people would be disintegrated from the sky. If someone's walking along and they're, they're undesirable, that it would be very easy to have them spontaneously combust. So I'd be scared to death of all that. But it's nothing the Lord has not predicted already in the Bible. I've got a big giant phone book Bible here. And there, it's nothing the Lord hasn't predicted. It's nothing that they, they're, they're not exceeding the wicked in that, that describes what they'll do. You know, the day will come when they'll kill you and they think they're doing God's service. Exactly. It says, I think, in, in, in 1 John. Exactly. Exactly. So do not expect them to, please don't expect the great awakening to occur. I don't believe it will. Oh, oh, I mean, they'll awaken, sure. But see, here's what I think is going on. And this is what I've been leading up to the last two days. And you have to bear with me. I'm leading up to this idea that they know, but they're not saying. 
They know, but they're just going to squelch it and go along to get along. They know, but they think they can cut a deal with it, so they'll be they'll be spared while everybody else will be killed because they've been loyal, dutiful, you know, leftists. And all their the only political party in America is the left. There is no right wing anything. People that don't go along with the left are considered right wing, but that that would be wrong, especially people that believe in uh, social safety net, people that believe in. Uh, you know, helping other countries, people that don't truly believe, you know, in, in, in uh, uh, taking care of, of uh, everybody, you know, uh, you know, wanting uh, lower prices for drugs for senior, well, <laughs> get them off the drugs. But you know what I mean, trying to trying to, you know, have the fair society and, and uh, would be for entitlements that uh, usually were considered liberal. And now they're, 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 they're for them. My problem with the entitlements is that, like, say, the Social Security Trust Fund is, you know, raided and it's, it's, it's broke because they've raided it. Because the dirty, disgusting, stinking politicians uh, always raid it and they always lie and they never tell the truth ever. So, but people still vote. I voted. What kind of a schmuck is that? I voted and, you know, continue to vote, but not anymore. I mean, you know, finally, my, I've just, you know, you know, the, the God is calling me. So I'm just, you know, going to go with the Lord. God's not calling me to go home right now. God's calling me to recover and to, um, you know, to speak his word out there which would be give, right now giving a heads up to people that, you know, this is coming, be, not because of you necessarily, who know, but it's because of your neighbors. That, that instead of looking at, you know, like I have Larry Fink's picture because I want people to become familiar with that person because that's the most famous of all the people, you know, or if you like, the most rich and the most powerful. So... You know, it's going to be the people that um, go along to get along. That you know, it may be funny to say, "Oh, look at these, look at these people, look at these Karens, look at this." Uh, you know, look at these people. You know, complying at Walmart or whatever. That that's that that's it's not really funny. Okay. Um, somewhere along the line, those people either gave up or got put under a spell, and their job like Invasion of the Body Snatchers, go watch that movie again. It is, I, I even like the sequel with Nicole Kidman. I Just watch it. It is exactly what we're talking about. They, When they find people that don't conform, they point their finger and scream. Literally, like demons. And, um, and that's what they do in the movie. You know, the movie is a, um, an allegory about our world. And all good science fiction is. So... <laughs> there you have it. Um, the only thing that could really keep the trees going and melt the cars would be a microwave. But I love what that 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 lady was saying. She was saying, just like in the, if you put broccoli in your microwave oven, it'll cook it. If you put metal in there, it'll explode. Perfect, perfect, beautiful comparison. That is exactly right. And that's exactly what we saw in Pacific Northwest. That makes a tremendous amount of sense to me. The trees are spared with microwaves, but the cars aren't. And the people, if they're full of heavy metals, 
they won't be spared either. Isn't that interesting? A lot of these people dove into the sea because they were burning. Because the frequencies were burning them. Isn't that interesting? And, you know, if you talk like this, um, or if you think these kind of things, you know, think logically, you'll be labeled a racist, a conspiracy theorist, a, a uh, you know, unreasonable social pariah, whatever. But the, the fact of the matter is there's too much evidence to turn away from it. You're an actual moron if you don't see it. You're an absolute idiot if you don't see it, if you don't push back against the COVID and the lockdown, because this time they're not going to play nice. This time it's going to be, as Bill Gates said, this next one will get their attention. So I imagine what they're going to release is some horrible virus that's going to kill a lot of people. And it's because he said it's, because I, I, whatever Gates says ends up coming to pass, he's so arrogant. This next one will get their attention, believe me, he says. <laughs> and, um, you know, the skies are weird. The weather's weird. The, um, you know, everything is topsy-turvy. God is allowing them, you know, and from the perspective of, of, of heaven, of the heavenlies, you know, of the uh, ultra-dimensional uh, existence which we all had at one time and don't now. We're on a kind of a singular thing here. But, um, but you know, even the things they want to do, which is digitize themselves and, and live forever in this situation, this situation, I wouldn't want... This is not home. Home is multidimensional. Home is, is pure freedom. Home is not, you know, being alive here and, you know, traveling around in what you perceive to be space because space isn't even space. Space is not space. There really is nothing anywhere. This is all, all an illusion. This, this is all the world, as they say, and the Hindus say, this is the world of Maya, you know, samsara. This is the world of, of illusion. Time and space is illusion, so where God's throne is, what we call heaven, is just simply reality, normal reality. And this is uh, simulational reality. You know, this is not real, real. So that's why you can think of things and they happen. You see so many supernatural events every day, but people are just, again, conditioned to overlook. So instead of saying, praise God, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, I'm so worried. And then you've got to learn, okay, so we're not going to worry. We're not going to worry about this Lahaina thing, but we're going to have our eyes, okay, my eyes are open, but I'm not worried about it. I'm not losing sleep over it. You know, if they, if they come and you know, if they get us and they take out this city or your city or some other city, well, so be it. There's nothing we can do about it. We don't have, you know, uh, no weapon formed against us will prosper, but no weapon formed against them in the physical realm can prosper against them uh this is the beast and who can make war with the beast the bible says who can make war with the beast right nobody so so i don't i no longer dwell on this idea of of you know winning we won at the cross so they lose already covered by the blood when the lord looks at me he doesn't see me, uh, uh, you know, a uh, sometimes good, sometimes bad person. He, he sees Christ. 
so I get to leave. But I remain here because God has to use me to do stuff. So that's I understand that. Because if I wasn't here, he couldn't use me in my own particular talents. Like you have your particular talents. He couldn't, you right? It's, the idea is not to, you know, see, it's not like the Hindus or the Buddhists, which is, well, I want to escape to nirvana in Buddhism, or I want to escape to, um, you know, the next realm, or like the uh, Tibetan Buddhists. I, I've got to get through the bardo state so I can get to the... Uh, the state of, 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 of non-reincarnation because desire creates reincarnation, right? You, the, the ego clings on. It's like, well, I don't have an ego. I have Christ, and, and so that's what's seen. So therefore, I don't have a bardo state because I go where I belong, which is Christ, Jesus, the Lord, and, um, but what's my duty? My duty is just simply to serve God. So he's here working overtime, trying to make people aware of what's happening, trying to give a scientific framework as to what, what you see going on. And, you know, that framework is, you know, one of the, another horrible thing that happens is all the t-shirt companies are, oh, we're going to give this money to Mount. It's like the same company with a hundred names hoping you'll hit the shop button. These people are grifters. Now that They're taking advantage of a tragedy. Um, you know, will Maui turn into a movement? Well, most of the people on Maui are corrupt. So probably not. There's a few pure hearts, and they want to revolt, and they're already, you know, being dealt with by the CIA and the Maui government, and, you know, they're, they're, they will get absolutely nowhere. So this is a time where you just have to let them win, I guess, in the material sense, but then they lose in the eternal sense because they, uh, they fail to, to get beyond, you know, to get to escape situation. See, once I escape this situation, it doesn't mean I'm done with this. It means I can visit Earth, sure, but I have autonomy. I can also go into the sky. I can also go to other dimensions or parallel universes. I'm not, and I, I can do all this consciously. I'm not bound to a certain set of principles or rules and then sitting there like a sitting duck waiting to either die from, you know, unnatural causes, a bad environment, or be killed by these stupid people. You got to admit, you know, anyone that lives by the only way they can get their way is to bludgeon other people. They're, 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 they're retarded. That's so. That's everyone from Bill Gates to Schwab to the whole, the whole, the whole gang. UN, WEF, all the whole gang, G twenty, all of them. Do they know not what they do? And the answer is, obviously, they um, know what they do. But they act as if they don't know what they're doing because they don't want you to blame them. So, you know, yes, it's here. Is this the end? Well, there's a good case to be made for the end of everything. There's another school of thought that uh, this, this end of, in the book of Revelation doesn't come yet, and there's a, a respite for a certain period of time before it's wrapped up. Um, 
Well, I love to believe in respites. <laughs> and uh, I need my own respite for my own health and my, my, uh, my back because it's... Uh, when Ben's went by, it's really, really, you know, it's, 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 it's really, really bad. But again, it was mainly done in the hospital. And uh, I had to lean at, at weird angles to, to, you know, to deal with the bathroom and all that. And that threw everything out, and it's never been back. But I did get a referral to a, a great psych, uh, uh, chiropractor. And... Um, you know, but when I'm dealing with things like the bus, I have to go up the stairs, down the stairs, up the stairs, down the stairs, things like that. Uh, you know, people say, well, you got to take it easy. I said, no, I'm, I'm, I got to get this thing ready. It's, I feel like it's like Noah's Ark. I might need it. I might need to take off in the bus. I, you know, and, and I, it's, it's like a year out from being totally restored. I mean, it's, well, let's say six months. But it's, it's, it's a strong driving thing. It's just, you know, buses are not, for consumers, they're not motorhomes. They're very complex machines. They have several uh, electrical systems. They got several uh, air systems. They got all kinds of stuff that consumers wouldn't understand, and uh, even even pros uh, get baffled because of the complexity. Uh, several fuse panels: one, two, three, four, you know, three or four in the basement, more in the uh, up in the coach itself. And, um, you know, it's, it's uh, really the bus, a professional bus is really more like a, an airplane. That's what I liken it to, a commercial airplane. Uh, how is it different? Well, bus drives completely different than a motorhome. You know, it's, it's, it's smooth, it's quiet, it's, it's, it's all built from the ground up for the, that purpose to be on the road. A motorhome is a truck chassis that they put a box on, right? And it's going to drive, you know, pretty good truck chassis. The 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 a lot of now the back wheel, the tag axle, you know, turning axle, so you can turn, helps you with your U turns and all that. They've got air conditioning. They've got uh, you know generator. They've got all this kind of you know fridge, you know, big refrigerator, all that stuff. In a motorhome, but the, what they don't have is, it's just a rattly thing. You know, it's it's, it's just not really, it's not. I, it's roadworthy, but there. This is not something you'd want to drive coast to coast and around. You know, like a tour bus. That's why you see the people in in you know in bands and stuff. They're always in a bus, because the bus is geared for you know going you know millions of miles down the highway. You know, going from, you know, Nashville to Memphis to, you know, Dallas to wherever, you know, meant to do all that. So my feeling about it is that, um, you know, it, it, it's a big learning curve to learn all those systems. I mean, the other day I was thinking, ah, oh, the air compressors, they're not, they're not happy. They used to automatically keep air, keep it aired up. And then when I'd start it, it'd be aired up now. Um, I start it, and I've got to wait for the, the little uh, alarm to stop. Beep, 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 beep. And I watch the gauge, and when the gauge hits 90 PSI, it all of a sudden stops. Okay, why didn't the automatic air compressors come on? Because I had turned off the um, automatic leveling. Why did I do that? Because if I don't, it will unlevel. I take all this time to level it. It will just unlevel my leveling. 
So that's why. Well, that's good to know, but that's just one of those, another one of those weird factoids that can ruin your day if you don't understand. And the other thing, it's hard to see without glasses. I mean, everything's written down really, but on the good side, you got something very strong. You've got millions of dollars worth of uh, equipment in, in every bus. They don't sell for that, but I'm just saying there's, compared to a motorhome, it's like a flimsy box on a, on a, uh, you know, they, um, what kind of chassis do they use? They use a Daimler Benz chassis. I forget what it's called, but, um, you know, they, they have a, a basic truck chassis. So the difference is, um, in driving, you know, one is built from, the, you know, a chassis and a shell, just a Prevo without anything done to it, without seats in it, without it being a tour bus, without anything, is, you know, well over a million dollars if you're going to get one. So, you know, my, I didn't, you know, I I had another one, a Dutch Star, that was falling, kind of starting to fall apart, uh, 2016. And it was starting to, you know, it was going to require repairs. And so I was able to get this bus for less than um, a comparable uh, Dutch Star or any other, you know, any motorhome because it was older, 2010, I was able to, to make a really good deal on it. And so the sum of the parts is worth far more than what I paid. So, uh, you know, I feel good about that, but that also means there's work to be done. And um, a lot of the work is experimental. Like you could be out there just like, you know, it's no fun to have a 45-foot huge heavy bus and then have it on the side of the road and then have to rely on somebody to come help you. And they go, well, I don't know anything about this bus. <laughs> and you know so so we have to uh, you know call volvo volvo is one that, that that makes it but anyway you know this is uh why would you have one because when everything is working right you know when you, you've taken the time and been patient and carefully fixed each thing which could take you up to a year what's wrong we did receive it where is it Okay. I, I better call them. Yeah. Uh, I told Amazon I didn't receive something. It was like a, a light to replace a fixture. And I told, you know, I didn't receive it. Now I, I see I did receive it. And they're sending me a new one. And now what I have to do is uh, I've got to call them and I've got to make it right. You know, I, I, I've got to make sure that they get that thing back. Sorry, innocent mistake, guys. I, you know, I'm, I'm trying not to make mistakes, but, you know, sometimes you just, you can't help it, especially when you're trying to upgrade, you know, lighting and, you know, different things. Every once in a while, you've got to do that as as, as the house crumbles. <laughs> and then I'm just thinking, they've dried this place out. It, we got rezoned as a fire zone the other day. We had to get a new insurance policy. <laughs> I'm thinking, you know, what am I putting new light fixtures in here for? We could get, you know, th- this this could be it. But then again, it's like, well, it's not happening today, so it's not happening right now, so I'm not going to worry about it. Again, it's another thing. When I pile up the worries, I mean, I still don't sleep that well. But when I pile up the worries, I really can't sleep. Because I got all this drama going on in my head of all these people and what they might say, what they might... It doesn't really even matter. They're not worth thinking about. 
right? When you compare it to, well, let's say you're thinking about prayer and the Lord, you know, making prayers for, for people to have, uh, you know, provision and, 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 you know, good medical care and, and, you know, help when they need help. That's really what, what's happening. That's why I tell these t-shirt companies, instead of selling these t-shirts for charity, get on a plane and go over there and help them out. Get them food, water, whatever, you know, you know, get them what they need or, you know, get a fund going to, to help the, uh, the locals fight off the billionaires. Now that's really more interesting, isn't it? And that's really what's happening. The, the qui bono, the billionaires benefit from driving the Islanders into work housing, making them just slaves. I mean, taking another step. I mean, can you believe it? Totalitarians. The Democrat Party is all totalitarians and the Republican lapdogs, you know, the stupid, weak, cuckolded Republicans, uh, you, you know, serve them at uh, their beck and call. It, it's the most ridiculous country I've ever seen. It's a clown world. And, it, and it, so, OK, that's it. Let's just write it off now. Look, if I were you, I would just write it off. Stop having false hope. Deal with what we have on the ground. Let's do that. And then, you know, if it's not right on you right at that moment, then just, you know, keep, keep doing your best. Keep, keep being attentive to the Lord. The Lord will steer you. Oh, he'll steer you the right way. You're dealing with demons, man. You're dealing with, you're not dealing with human beings anymore. You're dealing with demons. When they found out I had not been vaccinated at the hospital, they just about had a, I, I was just like the worst thing that ever rolled in there. So these are demons. These aren't humans. A human would be concerned about your health. But doctors that don't give a shit, you know, you know they've given up their, their Hippocratic oath. What are they? Demons. And that's what we have here. And then we have sycophants, liars, and go-along-to-get-along crowd. It's, it's just... You know, come on back, Native Americans. Uh, come on back, Zia Pueblo. You could, you could just, you know, come back and attack Santa Fe and take it back. Secede. <laughs> you know, have a little territory there. It's secede. Have your own, you know, world back. This thing is going down fast. Don't, don't let the Chinese come in here and take it now. <laughs> don't let the Chinese take over. You guys that have been moved off your land and put on reservations, you guys got first dibs. You know, the Wasichu, the white man, has been conquered. Get in there and get some. <laughs> you still can. Still some pretty good mansions. You got Bill Richardson's mansion over there. You got uh, plenty of prominent actors that you could easily move into those mansions. They're never going to come back here. They're scared to death of this place. Because, you know, everything is a powder keg except what? Maui. Maui's not a powder keg. You know, it's, 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 it's really a sense, this is the refuge of the rich. They tried New Zealand. New Zealand turned out to be a bust. They turned out to be, you know, worse there than they are here. So, you know, it, it's, it's just amazing. Well, well we're billionaires. We're just going to go offshore and away from America, let America be conquered, which is the whole point of the whole world now, is to conquer America. That's it, period, end of story. So leave, and then once it's imploded, come on back and, uh, you, know, you know, dig in. 
while the digging's good, you get to yourself your luxury mansions and all your fun. Look at all the mansions Biden got. Being a civil servant, you got like four or five mansions now. You know, they still can't, uh, they still can't seem to get him for any kind of impeachment. I mean, I guess it's, it's cool to look at the governor of New Mexico, Luhan Grisham, Michelle. She starts out with one string of pearls when she started out, right, pre-COVID. After COVID, she's wearing so many pearls, she could barely hold her neck up. It's it's amazing. It's Marie Antoinette. I, I, that's not even. It's, it's just. It's unbelievable watching what happens to these people. Watching the arrogance and the stupidity. I I, I hate the word stupidity now because I have to use it every other sentence. But I mean, look at what is happening to people. And again, go look at Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and you will see the exact same thing. Always this tendency to totalitarianism, conformity. The left, as we've always said, was the party of conformity, the party of totalitarianism, the par- party of intolerance, the party, the party of uh, non-inclusion, the party of no diversity, the policy of didactic, um, you know, top-down bludgeoning-type teaching systems that are just there to enforce perversion, lies, criminality. And, um, you know, obeying the uh, pecking order, staying in your lane. That is all they do. That's, and that's all they are. The idea that they were for the little guy and they were going to help the black people out of this uh, horrible scourge of slavery and they were going to do all this stuff was the exact opposite. And everybody still to this day somehow believes that, you know, they're, they're some kind of savior. I agree there's no, no Republicans to vote for, pretty much. There might be a couple, but I mean... What a joke that is. No, we have to look at the whole thing as having been imploded already. Spiritually, the U.S. is, you know, stick a fork in it and it's done. Can it be revived? Well, anything can be revived. It takes hearts and minds. But not just you guys. It's got to be everybody. Right? That's what saved Nineveh. Everybody, you know, I mean... Has got to be un, has got to understand. It's not about. Uh, I, I I just don't think so. I think this is what happens to materialistic societies that become too rich and too entitled, too spoiled, and and then then they go down. And again, the people have made this all possible. Not don't just look at you know billionaires. That's not it. It's the people. The people have made this possible. The people made Lahaina possible. The people made COVID possible. The people made misery possible. We don't have to live in misery. Next shoe to drop, well, you know the plan. Roll out the COVID, get the jabs going, get the mask going, go nationwide, eventually let it lead to a lockdown, and then they can you know, finally finish their conquering. So if you comply with any of that, you dead, baby. Because in the eyes of God, you'd be a coward. You know, I understand. Well, you know, you can also take another approach. Like, let's say you've got to go somewhere that requires mass where you won't be able to go, but you have to go in there and you really have the unction of the Lord. You can get a fake. You know what? I've seen some fake 95 masks. Cheap. They look just like the genuine article. Only they're easy breathing and, you know what I mean? They're just, they're just not, not the same. They look exactly identical, though. 
And um, the difference is when you put them on, you don't even notice you have a mask on. And that can be a little, you know, a, a step in the right direction of rebelling. But I mean, if you just do whatever they say, I, you know, please get on the bus, sir. You know, please step into that shower. Okay, time for your, uh, you know, the, this is the uh, room of ovens. You know, go ahead and we're going to put you in there. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we've seen this before, but uh, it's incredible to me that, that uh, it's, I guess they feel they got away with it and that people are not going to wise up. And that's, by watching their behavior, I'm making a prediction that the people will not awaken there will not be a great awakening. <clears throat> there hasn't been so far. <clears throat> if you look at the amount of people that participate in some of these rallies and and all that stuff, you know, Trump gets a lot of people and, you know, the Infowars and, you know, all this kind of like great reset and, you know, this is countered by the great awakening. You know, the numbers still aren't there. The Great Awakening is still not happening. That doesn't mean, you know, it's and, and, and you know. And then there's this pressure. Well, if you don't participate, then you're really against America. Well, shut up. I, I call it as I see it. I'm doing a lot for America just by you know consulting the people that are faux asleep. You know, not really asleep, but they're pretending. So that's it. Um, I. Um, We're not going to go back to the way it was. It could actually be much better than the way it was. But there may be a war first. If, again, if there are enough people that awaken, I'm not denying the possibility it could happen, but it, it would need a lot, all hands on deck, you know what I mean, to thwart this, this giant beast. Or the fall of Babylon, which is the... They fall of their own corruption, of their own stupidity. And that's kind of what I see happening with the mistakes the lawyers are making, with the way Trump is, you know, he's like, has to go to prison, and then he gets out, and he's having a rally. <laughs> I love it. There you Follow that. That's beautiful. Follow that. No, I don't like what he did when he lied to us about Pfizer and all that stuff. You know, I'm, I'm sorry about that. I just... You know, but then again, I look at, you know, the Biden, I look at the, you know, the Democrats in general, I look at this Gavin Newsom, I look at these people, I wouldn't want these people, you know, walking my dog, I wouldn't want these people picking up my laundry. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't trust them for, for, for one second. And um, so I have to find other people. If I find someone that at least is a quasi Christian, they don't even have to be perfect as a Christian. I mean, none of us are. But sure, I would trust them a lot sooner if they're lifting up the name Jesus than I would trust anybody else, even though I've been burned many times by, the, uh, by some so-called Christians. And still, in the end, um, when, you, when you're dealing with demons and jackals, you know, a, you know, a flawed human is looking pretty good. <laughs> and, I have no advice to give anyone. I have no advice. I have nothing to say. Just follow God and and just do what he tells you, not me. I'm not going to tell you anything. I'm, I'm telling you what I'm going to do. I'm going to shove all that crap that's in my head out. And I'm going to restore 
because I've got the unction of the Lord, so I'm restoring health. And um, I'm feeling pretty good, you know, in this in this fight. I'm not going to pull punches when it comes to dealing with Maui or other places. That's not my focus. Let's let's talk about my, um, uh, you know, fledgling company now. The uh, dark side of society has been admitted into sieges, which is a very prestigious, you know, horror sci-fi kind of thing. And the people in my documentary and our documentary are horror and sci-fi kind of people. But that's a very hard festival to get into. It's like almost, it's like getting into Sundance. So I think, you know, and we are in competition there with other documentaries. I am not the author of the documentary. It was produced by Loris Kirchi, who's a a very seasoned, uh, great producer. Directed by Larry Wade Carroll, who's a a visionary director with an incredible edit under his belt with uh, The Dark Side. Uh, artwork by uh, whoever, I mean, I, all I do and Trish does is show up. And the reason we did this is because I told Loris on the set of Girl Next in Austin my story about how I was writing Society and I didn't, you know, that was the first thing I wrote when I got out of uh, uh, script screenwriting school. And um, I was writing it and I didn't really know. At that time, I still believed that I was sick. I was wrong. I was on drugs. I, whatever it was that that I, my memories had to be skewed. But you know what I mean. And I, I, no, I understand. It's, I allowed myself to be brainwashed. I did. I participated in it because I didn't want it to be true about my, you know, about them trying to kill me. For example, no one wants to think that your own parents would kill you, do they? I mean, it's hard to accept, so I come up with a story that I'm the one that's bad, you know what I mean? And then and, and maybe I can, you know, by trying to, you know, reform or something and try to get back to L.A. and try to make up for all the damage I caused. Well, and even so, during society, it, that one time when we were in pre-production, Rick was in the hospital during the during the pre-production and writing leading up to the production date. And so I was working with the director, writing, of course, and, um, you know, get a phone call, and the person on the other end of the phone uh, somehow knew the casting director and was helping her out and told me that the whole script was true. And uh, so I sort of flipped out (laughs) <laughs> and then I I met my handler. I followed this, this gal back to Italy, and, you know, it was my, my friend's sister. And then uh, the next thing I know, I was in a conference call with my old psychiatrist, and I was then back on the team, flew back just in time for the, the beginning of production. And I was like an extra, and... I was all enthusiastic. I was all happy because I, you know what I mean? I wasn't dealing with the fact it was real. It was another 10 years before finally, you know, it, you know I hit the wall and accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I had run out of options and I was being sued by the, you know, the IRS was on the, on the film. I, I just everything, you know, just everything falling completely apart. And um, I was at the end of my rope. And the Lord 
came in, lifted me up, and told me there's been a lot of damage. <laughs> Going to be a long recovery. But, um, you know, then I accept, then I realized that the, the screenplay that I wrote, that, I mean, I wrote the first draft of it up to about page 85, then I had um, Rick Fry collaborate when he did a 250-page draft, and I did probably 10 new drafts after that that I wrote by myself. And that's the one that was really handed in that became the, the film. But, I mean, I did... Uh, uh, you know the ending. The ending was just a you know basically leading a, a, a kid that's being gaslit and led to his own sacrifice in his own home, and then the new script, the new ideas were, you know they're just different from us. They're a different species, and the kid was adopted. Other than that, he's led to his own sacrifice. <laughs> Same thing, but it was it, it became a more of a satire, and all the collaboration really helped it. I mean, you know, it would, without that, it wouldn't have been. It, Without that satire, it wouldn't have overcome the production problems of, you know, some bad acting here and there, some clunky, weird, you know, campy stuff here and there. There's nothing wrong with campy, you know, if that's your intent. <laughs> but, um, you know, but that, that uh, you know, obviously the history is history. So, you know, uh, you know, I like to tell people, I, well, I, I, I guess what I should have done is taken an original story credit. You know, and then and then you know because we all had our versions, but I was there all the way to the end, and they tried to say I wasn't, you know, <laughs> and in 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 and then I'm like, well, why did you hire me back to do two other movies then if I was so bad? Oh, jeez, <laughs> you know, people, yeah, it it's all has to do with who gets the credit, you know. It's it's I disappeared, I left, you know, I didn't need any credit. You know, and I, and I knew they were doing all kinds of, you know, director interviews and, you know, going through the film and, you know, talking to the to the insiders and all that. But then finally, I, you know, got my say. I, I'm really not so much of a horror guy, but I mean, I basically wrote this and the title was Society right off the bat. And it was, again, about a kid being led to his own demise and being gaslit by people. And the reason that he was chosen for that, being a firstborn, is because um, you know, of, of, of just being a pure heart. That, that, you know, they knew he would never go along with all of it. So um, you know, he was chosen to be uh, X'd out. It's a pretty typical story, actually. It's a pretty plausible story. But you know, it got changed. So, but anyway, without me, there would be no society. Obviously, no someone had to sit down to write, you know, and and, and get it. There'd be no story like that. And another thing I was happy about is that the characters in it were all the characters that I created. You know, the ones that were you know Beverly Hills type characters because I know those. And and um, uh, I don't think Rick really did, or or Brian, or anybody else really knew those characters. So, um, you know, it was a journey. It it. Um, I funneled, I think, a lot of my trauma into that writing. And, like, there were some scenes that were exactly kind of what happened to me. But, again, perspective. I didn't think that I actually was writing reality. I mean, I thought it was quasi-reality in the sense that, um, you know, I did wind up being hauled off by the ambulance and things like that. But... Um, causality you know what i mean if, if you think you're flawed and you think you're 
screwed up and all over the place and not making sense, then you can think that it's your fault. And so the people weren't mean to you. They didn't do anything to you. You you, you, uh, did it to yourself. And so it's up to them to forgive you. The abuser must forgive the abused (laughs) for being there to be abused, you know, or something to that, right? Something to that effect. And um, so that's how it kind of came to be. And and, uh, I'll be doing some interviews in the next uh, week or so. Um, I'm sure there'll be interviews regarding the the Sejus thing that's in Spain. And um, I'm sure they'll be, you know, wanting to know um, more. And what I'm going to tell them is just like what I've told you in the Zeph report. It's just, you know, I've... I had proven at an early age that I wasn't really just cut out to go along, you know, so that 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 qualifies you to be a sacrifice. I mean, it just it couldn't be more clear, especially when they hire hitmen and stuff, you know. And the only way, the, the other thing is that my existence and my survival, being that I am a, technically I am a survivor of this, and the only reason I survived is because God intervened. Because, I mean, they had all the, you know, muscle. There's no reason I should have survived. So that was the other thing. So that proved to me God. And then, of course, eventually I came in the 90s, I came to accept it, you know, especially toward the, the end of the 90s. I, 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 at the end of the 90s, like 1999, 2000, right about in there somewhere, that's where I accepted it. It was real, and that, that totally devastated me. To, you know, and and I had uh, confessions from my mother and others that yes, it's real, it did happen. Sorry, and um, I just got on my face before the Lord, you know, and I haven't looked back since. And I just stayed the course because without the Lord, I I don't know, I don't know if I could have survived to to the to the millennium to the uh, to the year two thousand. But it is interesting that I was running around thinking it was fiction while, the, while, while on the set. You know, I was, had I known it was real, I probably wouldn't have agreed to make it into a film or have it be bastardized or changed or made into some goofy comedy. I wouldn't have done, I wouldn't have participated. I, I just, uh, I don't know why the things happen the way they do. But, you know, hopefully the documentary... My hope is that the documentary will help people, yeah. you know, that will help them, uh, yeah. other survivors of, you know, satanic abuse and, and you know, cult, cults, you know, uh, uh, you know, elite wealth that, you know, when having the black sheep, you know, a skin, they, you know, when you have a lot of money, you can have your kids killed easily. No problem. You just, you know, pick up the phone and it's done. Right. Hey, it's a problem. Get rid of him, you know. So, no, here, here's thirty grand. Okay, it doesn't even take that anymore. But I'm just saying, if you want a professional job, uh, let's just hire the CIA to do it. So, um, that was the hardest thing for me is understanding how, and then trying to forgive them, and then have a relationship with them, despite having been, uh, you know, attempted murder. So that that's the the real rub. I, it was just too much trauma. For me. It, it was too much to get my mind around. Who could get their mind around that? And yet, if I didn't get my mind around it, I'd be you know mentally you know compromised. In the sense, I wouldn't see reality clearly. 
So I found the writing to be an outlet, you know, a way to, uh, and not just writing society, but writing all kinds of stories, you know, being a writer. seemed to be a real good outlet uh, because you can, in every human situation, you can see similarities, you know, to, to, and and you, you realize what people are capable of. And that's why I accept Maui. Because, because see, Maui is so traumatic. I think a lot of people that, if once they get their mind around it, they're going to flip out completely. If if they don't have the Lord, they're going to they're going to go batshit crazy. That their own people, their own government, their own police force, other Hawaiians would actually kill the citizens for money. Oh man, for a payoff, and then sell them out, and then sell their land. Uh, you know, for pennies on the dollar and get their 30 coins of silver. I tell you, it would be very tough. Now, if you're a criminal type and you sign on with them, of course, it's easy. Your conscience is seared. But if you're a, a victim of it and then you start realizing that the government's not on your side and the people are not on your side and that, you know, people are, you know, there are some people that are with, with this, you know, the, the, with the New World Order. Some people aren't. And people that you trusted, you know, don't care if you live or die, and that you thought they did care. Uh, th- that's the hardest growing up. I think people are going to do is to figure out what people are capable of in the, in the evil realm. Folks, they're capable of anything. Okay. Once they cross a line, they're capable of anything. That will. Um, let's see, okay, 703, I've got to leave here. and Well, we have to leave in about six hours and uh, tell them that if you don't replace the prosecutor, you're not going to get the billion-dollar uh, billion guarantee. Well, son of a bitch, got a new prosecutor, a guy that's really solid. And I'll <laughs> see you next time. God bless. You know, I got in trouble for playing that last time.